0: Hi, you've clicked Make It Known with Mal. I'm your host, Mal. I'm a 20-something-year-old girl who is working on walking in her purpose. The Make It Known with Mal podcast purpose is for myself and all of my listeners to learn and grow. This season is all about lessons I'm learning in my 20s. I'm going to be talking about things such as money management to the new uptake of this new age worldview, all the way to how do we develop our own political ideology. I'm having real and honest conversations with a variety of people. I believe everyone has a unique message, so just keep listening here as I make it known. If making known with Mal is truly providing you with valuable content, consider becoming a Patreon. You can become a Patreon for as low as $3 a month. This podcast isn't just for me, it's for us, all of us. Your contribution will help the podcast continue to improve and reach everyone that needs to hear this. Also, consider ordering some really cute merch. We have things from stickers to t-shirts, and they're all available at www.makeitknownwithmau.com. Thank you so much for listening. You are now listening to part two of the New Age and Christianity series thing I do want to talk about is manifesting can you explain what manifesting is and why we as Christians should not be manifesting and maybe also to talk about um so I have seen videos of manifesting and I was watching them and I was like oh this kind of just sounds like the um pray about it and uh what what is it um Kind of just like when you pray about something and mm-hmm. um, God yeah. will bless it and then have mm-hmm. it happen, like, can you mm-hmm. just talk about uh, mm-hmm. just, I guess, respond to all that? <laughs> okay,
1: yeah, sure, yeah. This <laughs> sort of like manifesting, um, is of course, I didn't that's not the word used in the new age or the occult, but I mean, oh, okay, yeah, it's it's uh, really creative visualization
0: oh, or
1: okay. um, yeah, or actually sorcery is what it is. So, um, but the kind of a Christian version of it is called uh, manifesting, which I think is related to this whole idea of law of attraction. Yes. Law of is, attraction. Yeah. Which is from, from the new age. And um, so the idea here the, the occult principle at work here is the belief that through your will and or special techniques you can bring into reality something which is not in reality. So you can bring into reality, you know, a man that you'll want to marry or a, a new car or <laughs> a new job. Yeah. Or something. And you go through in, in ritual magic, you would do magical things, uh, specific magical practices to bring it about. Or in the new age, you do creative visualization where you, um, imagine it and you may write it out. So, you know, you write it out and you believe it. And if you keep doing this, and this is kind of the law of attraction thing that's in the secret, uh, if you keep doing that, you can make that happen. And so I have two articles on the the book and DVD, seek the secret also. So now it, it got into the church um, in various ways mm-hmm. and it became uh, manifesting and, but it was Christianized so that it looks biblical. So like you just said, you pray and ask for it and believe you'll get it. And then you can maybe, then you'll get it, but it's really an occult principle because it's, there's nothing in the Bible that you can, where it says you can get what you want by praying for it. When God talks about, Um, asking for something in prayer when jesus said ask for this and and pray and believe you have to look at the context of of what he's saying and in the context of what jesus is saying and the larger context of the bible it's always about submitting to god first you know you submit to god and he will give you the desires of your heart that's in the old testament
0: So, people use that quote all of the time.
1: But submitting to God means that you don't say, Okay, I want a new car, so now I'm going to submit to God. (laughs) Then I'm going to pray. No, you submit to God before you decide what you want. And then you submit to what God wants for you. That's what submitting to God is. It's not submitting to Him so you can get what you want, it's submitting to what God wants for you. When you are submitting to, what, to God's will for your life, then God will give you what's best for you. And it doesn't mean you can't ever ask for anything, but you ask for it under his will. You know, if it is your yeah. will and God may may give you what it is that you you think you need or want. He may even give you something better. He may make you wait for it or he may not give it to you. So you have to be willing to take what God gives you. So it's all about, first of all, loving God. And then it's about trusting God. So if you love God, then you want to have what he wants for you. If you trust him, then you trust him for giving you what's best. That's, those, are, those are the Christian biblical principles Christians are supposed to operate under. Not here's a technique for me to get what I want. And... um So when they, if they say they're submitting to God, when they're doing manifesting, that is not submitting to God. That's just, that's just maybe paying lip service to it, but that's not really submission to God. You know, you should, you need to submit to him completely and your will is submitted to his will. And God actually you know, blesses you when you do this, and it may not be in the way that you think you want, but as you submit to, to the Lord and grow in Christ, your heart is changed so that you want, you desire what God wants for you. You don't, you stop desiring things that you think you want. You don't, you don't want those things anymore. You know, there were certain things I used to think I wanted when I even, not even necessarily as a young Christian, even maybe, you know, 10, 15 years ago, I thought these were things I really wanted or needed. And um, I just had that in my head that that was something. And sometimes I prayed about it. Well, I didn't get, I didn't get those things, but I can look back now and I can look at my life now and I'm, I'm perfectly fine with what the Lord has given me. In fact, I think I probably have, it's probably better than what I, what I actually wanted originally. You know what I mean, yeah. So, yeah. so, I've been blessed, but God blessed me in different ways, not with the, the things that I wanted. Now, sometimes, yes, God did answer my prayers. This was I'm not always talking about material things here. You know, I'm talking about other right. things. But um, that's the idea. And if you love the Lord, then you do, then you understand what God wills for me is best. Not what I will. You know, you may think that what you will is is what you want. Sometimes it's not. A good thing to have what you want you know i think there's a um there's a, a saying or something like uh, you know be, care- be careful of what you wish for you may get it you know
0: yeah.
1: and yeah. and so that's very true it's a, it's a secular saying but it's very true so you know this manifesting thing you're what you're actually doing is misusing scripture and you're basically kind of falling into an occult technique Same thing with vision. Vision boards is the same kind of thing. Oh, really? Even with a vision board? Yeah, that comes out of the new age, too. Oh, wow. Okay. Because when you're putting little pictures um, on on the uh, bulletin board or whatever it is, or a big piece of poster paper, and and these are pictures of things that you want, it's the same thing. You're deciding what you want, what would be best for you, and you think by doing that or by praying over it or something... God will give it to you, and so here again, you're kind of using God as a tool. You know, yeah. God is my my tool, and so I want these things. So I'll do this, and then if I pray, then may, then God will give this stuff to me. If I pray, and maybe I'm really good, and go to church every Sunday or whatever, <laughs> you know, yeah. this, this is this is not a relationship with God. This is this is a pagan activity. This is how the pagans relate to pagan gods this is exactly how they do it it's a pagan technique to do something to practice something to get what you want from a false god there's no cuz there's no relationship there it's all a matter of doing certain things or taking certain steps to make something happen that's that's the the essence of the occult um right. and the cult is involving supernatural things and it's the essence of pagan pagan beliefs and false gods the relationship with the Lord is that you desire what the Lord wants for you. And the, and the way you do that is, you know, you read and study God's word. You learn God's word. The more you read God's word, the more you love God, the more you love Jesus. And the more you love God and Jesus, the more you want to do what he wants you to do. And the more you want what he wants for you.
0: yes i have a question though okay so everything you said i agree with completely i so where do we so like with goal planning though like how do we plan like how do we make goals and stuff like that without doing it from a god um or I, a teacher put it this way like we make our plans and then ask god to bless it how do we do it the opposite way i mm. guess if we want to plan our goals.
1: Yeah. we Yeah. You're not supposed to make your plans and then ask God to pass. Yeah. 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 <laughs> to ask God to lead you. You know, I think if you're not sure, you can start with, you know, I think in a lot would depend maybe on age. You know, if you're really young, you're just getting into college, you're not sure what to major in or, or you have a certain interest, you know, like, oh, I really, really want to be a teacher. I really want to teach high school or something. So I'm going to major in education. And that's what you really enjoy. You know, you can pray and say, Lord, um, I think that's what I really want to do. I I submit this to you though. And as I as I do this, I, I trust you to lead me to what you want me to do. And maybe the Lord will lead, you know, will lead you into that to do the teaching. Maybe he'll show you some. But if you trust him and ask him to lead you, maybe he'll show you something else. Maybe yeah. suddenly Two years later, you'll realize, no, I really, uh, you know, God will really lead you to to something completely different. Who knows? So, you you know, I think it's fine to have a, a, a desire or a goal of something that appeals to you to do. Now, that was a real long-term goal, like a, a career kind of thing I was talking about. A more short-term thing could be, um, you know, I, and this could be a need, I need, I need a car or I need a new car. So, Lord, please help me, um, Have w- give me wisdom. Um, you know, I think I need a car. Please help me um, get one if that's what you want for me. Help me uh, know how to do it, how to save up my money or what kind of car should I get. Guide me. You know, I had to get a new car back in 2014 and I was my other car I'd had for 17 years <laughs> and it had to go because the money to fix it would have cost more than what it was worth. And so, um, I mean, the the mechanics said, you know, we're not even going to fix this car. It's not worth it. And (laughs) and I, and so I was like, I only could drive it for a few weeks before it had like three oil, major oil leaks. And so I I was praying, you know, Lord, I hadn't been planning to buy a car then. That was not my plan. I was going to drive that car at least another year or two. And so I thought, oh wow, I wasn't going to buy a car. That was very scary to me. And so I just prayed about it. I'm like, Lord, please give me wisdom. And I went online. I tried to get advice from people who knew cars and I decided what I needed. And I had a definite I had because I asked for help and guidance. I had people gave me definite thing. Get a used car, make sure it's uh, under three years old and under 30,000 miles. And I went to the car dealer and I said, this is what I need. And I stuck to it and I got a great car. Oh, good. <laughs> you know, and a, and a <laughs> affordable um, payments. So, but, you know, that's because you just ask for wisdom. That's one thing you can always do. You can say, this is my goal. Um, I'd like to be promoted to, you know, bank manager. I've been working in the bank for 12 years or eight years or something. And I really think that I'm ready to be the bank manager. I want to talk to my boss about it. And you pray and say, Lord, this is this is what I think would be good for me. Um, I've been preparing for this position. Help me talk to the boss if this is what you want for me. I pray that I could get it. So you just, you know, I don't think it's wrong to have a goal or, a plan like that, you just, you just ask the Lord to help you to give you wisdom, and to show you something else if he wants you to do something else, or he wants you to have something else. You know, just ask, ask him and ask to be receptive to that. Help me be receptive. If this is not what you want for me, Lord, help me be receptive to what it is you do want me to do. I think okay. it's just a matter of being willing to be under the Lord's will. It's not that you can't ever have a goal, or can't ever have a desire for something, or a need for something. Of course, we always have needs, right?
0: But it's more of like having your heart know, like, I want God's will. This is yeah. what I want. But God, at the end of the day, I want your will. So yeah. I'll just, yeah, whatever.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. Because you, that's yet, yeah, you ask. You. It's not that you ask for something and then ask God to bless it. You you uh, uh, express a need to him or a desire
0: and then ask, ask for it under his will. Yeah. And because that's, and I can definitely now in my head, see the difference. Cause in that same yoga class, we had to write down, well, she had us like write down all the things that we want in the future. And we had to say, I am going to be blah, blah, blah. Oh, or no, not oh. I am going to be, but I am a blah, blah, blah. Oh, and those um, are called affirmations. Yes. yes. And, um, the with that it was like no matter what you do not change that like if that's what you want to do or be that's what you don't you want to do or be and like I see the difference now if you're a Christian it doesn't even if we want it we want what God wants for us so you can't right. you have to change it so if God says this is not it then you can't sit there and keep fighting Him if that's no. not what He says it's His will okay I'm seeing all right I'm seeing the difference now that's good because I I yeah. really do feel like because like at first. When she, I was like, oh, this is good. I am going to be a X, Y, I'm going to be a wife. You know, I was like, oh, that's good. That's something that I want. God's not gonna be mad at me for getting married. That's what I was right. thinking in my head. But, <laughs> you know, that, that could, if that, it only matters if that's God's will. Right. That's yeah. God's will
1: that yeah. what matters." matter. It's very easy to think when it's something you want, that's, that's good. Like I would like to be married and have children. I mean, how could God be against that? You know?
0: Right. Uh,
1: And so, yeah. And it's not wrong to want to say or think that I would like to be married and have children, but, but you can say, Lord, that, you know, that is my desire, but I want what you want for me. You know, if that is not where you lead me, um, you know, or you don't lead me to meet a husband soon or maybe ever, Help me to accept what it is you want me to do. Help me to serve you in the way you want me to serve you. And then, you know, you leave it You leave it in the Lord's hands because he knows what is best for you. And the more willing you are, the more blessed you are by what God does for you. So whatever ends up, whether you do end up with a husband and children or you don't, you will be blessed by what, what God gives you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely in this season of my life, I'm definitely learning, like, at the end of the day, just give it all to God, and mm. whatever he gives me, it always turns out I like it more than whatever I had originally planned, so. Right, it, Just right. give it all to God. Yeah. Um And kind of, this isn't really a new agey thing, I guess it's more of, like, a theology question really quick. Okay. Um I know a lot of people say when you pray and stuff to give God deadlines, is that, like, is that kind of, like, controlling, or is that kind of, like, a... What are your thoughts on that, I guess? Oh,
1: my goodness. You mean I didn't know that. You mean there's actually an idea out there that you should give God a deadline?
0: Yeah. Like, I've had people say, like, um, yeah, if you, like, tell God, like, you want this and tell him you need it by Friday and pray that you'll get it by Friday. Like, tell him Friday. So, okay. So that's, okay, you're like, la- okay, so that's not a good idea. Okay. <laughs> no,
1: I mean, if, it, if it's really desperate, like, I need to pay my rent on Friday and I'm $100 short. You know, then you can say to the Lord, Lord, I've got to give the landlord this rent check and I'm a hundred dollars short. I don't know what to do, Lord. Please give me wisdom. Help me know what to do. Um, either can I, I'm asking you to supply this hundred dollars or to show me how to get it. Um, I want to be able to pay my rent Friday. You know, that, that that's that yeah. I can see. Okay. You're not really giving God a deadline. You have a deadline. And you're not, <laughs> you don't know what to do. But if it's just because it's your deadline, like I really would like to know by Friday if I'm going to be able to, you know, take this trip to the Bahamas. <laughs> yeah. and it's like it's like or whatever. And it's like, OK, God, I need to know by Friday, you know, because then the airline tickets are going to be more expensive or I just want to know so I can make my plans. Yeah, you, know, you don't give God, I mean, giving God deadlines, that to me is so insulting to God. I just, it's hard for me to believe people actually think that's yeah. okay.
0: I've had pastors tell me that before. Like, it's oh, good. Like, good. Like, got to get, like, you caught, like, God, you know, like, pray for it. I, I hope I'm not, like, misquoting it. Because maybe I, that's another thing, too, I learned. Like, maybe sometimes I am misunderstanding how people are portraying how we should be living the Christian life. Because um, there are some things that I for a while I like wrestle with am like that just doesn't sound right. Um, but from my understanding, this person was telling me like, yeah, like I've given God deadlines and like he meets them. He'll meet the deadline. Stuff like that.
1: Yeah, no, there are people who think like that. I'm not surprised at all. It's I am really not surprised, um, Mallory. I can I, I really am not because. There has been the, there's a lot of bad teaching in the church, unfortunately. Yeah. And the church really, in my opinion, is really drifting away from, um, as a whole, there's so many bad teachings in the church and so many people are drifting away from the basic sound doctrine um, that I'm not yeah. too surprised that there are people that would say, give God a deadline because in their minds, they think, well, if you're just assertive. And, you you know, you show God that you think he can do it by Friday or whatever, then he'll do it. He'll, he'll, you know, it's kind of like he'll live up to your expectation, but really that is a very controlling, yeah, it's very controlling and it's, and it's not submitting to God's will.
0: Yeah. And I think, and we can get back on topic after this comment, Um, (laughs) but I was going to say, like, I'm just this is just the train of thought, but that's okay. Like that's the point of the podcast just to discuss. Um, But yeah, like I was thinking about, so I, you know, during that prayer of the specific thing I need, I gave him the deadline and like, God did not meet that deadline. And I was like, okay, God, yeah. like what happened? What did I do wrong? And I just think about yeah. like how so many people in my generation are like cut, drifting away from God. And I feel like a lot of times, especially people who like grew up Christian, I feel like a lot of us grew up in the Christian idea that like, you pray for it and God will answer it. So when you've seen time after time, again, that God didn't answer the, like the things that you really, really prayed hard for, it starts to get discouraging. So Mm -hmm. people, Mm -hmm. um, but, and I think that's, you know, I'm not, but, you know, when you turn, when you get to 18, I think you should be definitely like doing, like reading the Bible for yourself, but like growing up, like, and I don't want to blame the pastors or anything like that, but like, you know, I I think a lot of times we were just kind of taught wrong at the end of the day
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yeah I,
0: I think there's yeah a lot of maybe
1: not clear teaching on prayer and what is it yeah. to submit to the Lord and yeah and that's another bad thing that can happen if you think that by praying for these things and God should be answering and then he doesn't then a lot of people <clears throat> do get discouraged like you say yeah. <clears throat> and they um,
0: whoops let me drink some water <laughs> oh yeah I know you're fine <laughs> And I was, while you're doing that, I was going to say, um, too, like, in high school, when my um, grandma passed away, like, I remember we prayed so hard, and I I was, my mind was blown, like, okay, but we prayed, why is she not, yeah. I, I just remember thinking, like, that doesn't, okay, God, we prayed, why is she not here, like, I don't understand why I'm at this funeral, we prayed, and I think that's just, like you said, like, just bad prayer doctrine, Yes, because
1: you think God should be answering that prayer for her not to die um, or to live longer. And yet, see, that's not praying in God's will. It's like you, for right. healing, you pray that this I pray that this person would be healed. Um, but Lord, I know that, you know, best and it's whatever you decide, you know, just help me accept that. And it's hard to pray that. It's hard, yeah. it's hard to do
0: that, especially something like and people that. tell you, you don't have it. faith. People yeah. when you say the but, blah blah blah, they're like, don't say but because that means you don't have faith. Well, that comes like from it, a bad teaching
1: called word of faith. And that is quite yeah. really heretical.
0: Yes. I have I've learned a lot about that. Yeah. <laughs> That's bad. I'm on but, my own yeah. journey.
1: You can't don't say do anything <laughs> negative. Don't think yeah. you'll be sick or you'll become sick. That's very much uh, very similar to something um, called New Thought. And the New Age adopted a lot of New Thought ideas, all the New Thoughts separate from the New Age. And one of oh. their ideas is that if you think positive things, you'll attract positive things. If you think or say negative things, you attract negative things. And that's out in the secular, or it's not even secular, it's New Thought, which is really a, it's a, it's really a religion. Um, oh, okay. And it started in the, um, It goes back to the 18th century, but it really started with a lot of the teachers in the 1800s and the early 20th century. And there are three churches that came out of that. Uh, The Christian Science Church, the Unity Church, which used to be called the Unity School of Christianity, and the Church of Religious Science, which is now called... it's called the spiritual centers for living or the centers for spiritual living. I always forget, but those three churches are new thought churches. And the idea of new thought is that we're all, we've never been separated from God. So we all have like, you know, sort of a God part of us that is like God or with God or is from God. We all go back to God. We all came from God. Um, therefore, we can use our will and our mind to get things that we need or to prevent things, you know, like negative things that we don't want. And so certain techniques were taught by um, the man who started the Church of Religious Science, Ernest Holmes, actually started with his brother, Fenwick, and he taught affirmations. That's what affirmations come from. And he oh, taught okay. about saying affirmations and to make these things happen. Um, And actually that idea was taken up by a man named, you may have heard of this, Norman Vincent Peale, the power of positive thinking. Have you ever heard of him? Yes, yes. I've heard of that. Yeah, and he was a minister of a big church in New York City. And he was a student of the teachings of Ernest Holmes. And even though he was a, a, a Christian minister, I think it was a congregational church, but I could be wrong about that. A very famous church in New York City. It's it's still pretty famous, and he it's actually the church that Donald Trump grew up in. That <laughs> hmm, uh, <laughs> yeah. a lot. I can see the influence, believe me. Yep, and uh, that says like, a lot right there. And <laughs> and um, Norman Vincent Peale's book just became hugely popular, and those ideas got into the church because he was a Christian minister. Robert Schuler also taught a lot of those ideas. I've heard that name. And and so this new thought thinking is in the church. Now, the word of faith is a separate movement that had already started before Norman Vincent Peale. And there was influence from new thought, but there was also some other influences there. Um, it has kind of a complex history. But the ideas are similar, you know, except that in the church, they're putting God in it but you know god will do this for me if i think this way or if i'm negative then this you know this bad thing will happen or i say i'm going to be sick i'll be sick or whatever yeah
0: but it's still the whole watch what you say thing yeah
1: yeah it's that is that is not biblical at all because if you look at the bible the bible is not about negative and positive it's about the lost and the redeemed it's about good and evil you know it's about It's about what God wants and what man wants, and how lost man is. And there's a lot of things that you could call negative in the Bible. There's quite a bit, (laughs) you know. There is judgment in the Old Testament. All kinds of God, God brings judgment on all kinds of people. Sodom and Gomorrah, um, on the Canaanites. Uh, when he leads Joshua into victory over the uh, many of the Canaanite tribes and actually eliminates some of the peoples that were living at that time. Um, They were involved in very decadent, idolatrous worship of false gods. But you know, those, those are not like happy, cheery things. Those are all like very uh, intense kind of what people, most people would call negative. Jesus said a lot of things that would be called negative, you know, you, if you, you know, if you don't believe in me, he says to the Pharisees. Uh, I think in John five twenty. Well, I'm not sure it's John five twenty four. I think it's in John eight. He says, "If you don't believe in me, you will perish in your sins." And you know, I mean, he said a lot of things like that. So this idea of you can't say anything negative doesn't make any sense. Yeah,
0: yeah, I've always thought that because, like, even. Cause you know, you can say a bunch of positive stuff but that doesn't like, we see that you can say a bunch of positive stuff and that doesn't mean it's going to happen. No, right. So why can't you say negative <laughs> stuff? But well, okay, that was a really good rabbit trail. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, it's related though. So
1: that's. Okay. That yeah. Case. Let's relate it. <laughs> and actually I want to say real quickly what the new age is and where it comes from just so people have an idea. Cause they hear the you know new age. A lot of people hear the word or they use the word, but it, they're not really sure what it is and so i define it as a network of beliefs it's a network it's not one belief you know it is a network of beliefs and there are three main um sources so one is eastern uh religions hinduism Taoism, and buddhism primarily and that's so that that's the eastern religious side of it the, another source goes way back to the early church is the Gnostic source. So oh, okay. The, the Gnostic idea of um, spiritual being superior to material uh, is very, very new age. They're all spiritually oriented. They think the physical is just a manifestation of the spiritual Um, And and so they make a lot of distinctions between matter and spirit. But at the same time, they'll say body, mind, spirit, because they believe that that your body will manifest what's in your mind and spirit. So, yeah, I've heard
0: people say that.
1: Yeah, that's still put above everything. Uh, It's a very new age idea. And uh, so there's this Gnostic idea, and then there's the New Thought. New Thought is the other big source of New Age, which we just talked about a little bit. So those three areas are the main sources of the New Age, and there's other things it drew from. It drew from theosophy, which was basically a religious, I guess you could call religious organization founded in the 1800s by Madame Blavatsky and taught a lot of, kind of occult um, ideas that were somewhat, some of them were sort of Hindu in nature. She took, she kind of took Hinduism and some occult ideas and mixed them all together. But theosophy influenced a lot of the early uh, people in the new age, like the early new modern new age movement was influenced by people who had studied theosophy So that's another area, but the other three that I mentioned are the three major areas. And um, you can find those areas in different ways, and then you find people in the New Age who may be in one area, but not the other. You know, like they might really be in the New Thought side of the New Age, but not that much in the Eastern religious side. Or they might really be into the Gnostic type area, but they're not into the New Thought area. So you can find a real variety and they won't have this exactly the same ideas, but there's basic ideas they tend to have, which is that we all have a divine uh, nature. Like our true nature is really divine and has never been separated from God that we um, will go back to God most. And, and the God is very, is usually very fuzzy or God's defined as a divine intelligence or an energy God's usually impersonal and uh, most, although not all, most new agers would believe in reincarnation. Okay. I believed in reincarnation very strongly. So that's of course from Hinduism, mainly that you die and then you come back again and you keep repeating that for,
0: yeah. you know, really, there's a lot of people who think that, that aren't even um, cause you know, I've met a lot of people in college that were, they weren't any, they were just apathetic toward religion, but reincarnation was something I feel like a lot of them just believed in because they said it just made sense or something like that. Yeah. It
1: seems to explain some things. It seems to explain why some people are more talented than others. You know, why does this person play the piano so well when they're, you know, eight years old? Right. You know, and this person can't even, you know, gets lessons and they, they're horrible at it, you know. Well, the other person probably had musical talent from a previous life, you know. Or why are all these bad things happening to this person? You know, they just seem to have one bad thing after another happen to them. Well, they probably did all these bad things in a, in previous lives. <coughs> and that's why all this is happening to them. So... Um it seems to explain things, but at the same time, if you really think about it, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> So yeah, um, there are a lot of flaws with it.
0: Yes. Well, thank you for connecting that because it was kind of like I just really wanted to ask you those questions, but I'm glad you could connect it all. Oh, good. Um, good. <laughs> so the next question, um, and I'll just put the two of them together because I feel like they're probably similar. Okay. Um, what's become very popular is saging your home mm-hmm. and using crystals. And can you just talk about like where that came from and why Christians should not be participating? Because I've actually had. So before you answer, I had a conversation with someone and she kind of like got like rude to me about talking about saging. And I just simply, I was like, well, I'm just curious, like what, um, like, how do you reconcile saging with your Christianity? And she was just like, it's, it's same thing as anointing oil, or something like that. Same thing yeah. as holy water. She said something like that, she, but she like had an attitude about it. So I was just, I just dropped it. I was like, okay, well, yeah, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> that's what yeah. you want to do. That's
1: between God. <laughs> yes saging um actually comes from native american uh some native american tribes i don't know how many but it comes from that tradition and it got into the new age because a lot of people in the new age value what they consider to be what what they call ancient wisdom And that would go back to indigenous people like the Native Americans. So these people who have been here a really long time, um, way back before the country was settled, you know, so they have this romantic idea that these people have this special wisdom about things. And so they uh, they sometimes adopt practices from Native Americans. Um, and the same thing goes on in other countries, too. They will adopt things from indigenous peoples uh, because of this idea of ancient wisdom. And so saging, they, they use it because the idea of it in the New Age is that you purify, um, you are purifying negative energy. It will, it will take away or, or somehow dissolve negative energy. So you, you burn sage to make a place more positive or to get rid of something that you think is negative. There's negative energy in here. And it could be for anything. You could think that, um, maybe because, you know, there was a terrible argument in this room that you had with your husband. So you have to like burn the sage to kind of purify the atmosphere and take away the negative energy. So, I mean, that's really a spiritual belief because, sage sage isn't going to do that obviously it's just a plant you know it's just it's not going to do anything um and so there's a a spiritual belief behind it and actually burning it indoors is very bad for your lungs and um I, i wrote a post on burning sage um that's on facebook and uh, You know, I, I looked up some things on it and I read these warnings about burning it indoors, actually burning anything with smoke indoors without having like a nearby window open or something is bad for your lungs. And they said that, you know, because there's also an idea that sage can actually have a anti, I think, an antibacterial effect. But they said whatever antibacterial effect it has is done away with by the damage that has been breathing <laughs> So it's not really going to help you. It's not going to do anything good, either physically and certainly not spiritually. So this is a, a very, but see, in the new age mind, this makes a lot of sense because they believe in all this, this energy that you can't measure or quantify. It's just there, you know, negative energy is there. Positive energy is there. So you can do things to... Draw in positive energy or to get rid of negative energy. And one of the things you can do is saging. So that's where it comes from. It's really from the new age. So no Christian should be doing saging.
0: Yeah. And I think um, with saging, manifesting, and crystals, all that stuff, I think the deeper thing that I feel like I'm from, you know, quote unquote analyzing everything is people just want control because of you. It seems like it's just
1: easier. Yeah. Like
0: I'm doing this. So I know because I'm doing it here in the physical, I'm doing this. So then X, Y, and Z will happen instead of just completely trusting it to God. Yes. Yes. You're you're right. You're right, Mallory. And that is true.
1: People want to have some control of their circumstances. It's, it's really part of our, you know, human, human nature, our fallen yeah. human nature. And, and the crystals is a similar, um, uh, it's, it's a little different, but uh, New Agers believe that because of this energy idea, crystals are in the earth for a really long time. So they've managed to gather and store all of this energy from the earth. And of course, the earth is very sacred in the new age. So here are these crystals that are coming from the earth that have all the stored energy from, from the earth in them. And that makes them supposedly very powerful And then different crystals do different things. You know, this crystal is to, you know, this crystal can give you uh, peace or serenity. This crystal will help attract um, good fortune. This crystal will help you attract love. This crystal will heal you. They're used especially for healing. Mm -hmm. Um, They'll even put them on your body. You know, uh, a new age healer will do that. Uh, this crystal you can put in your house and it will help give harmony because they believe that this energy will actually do these different things. And so a lot of new age people, some of them really get into it, you know, in an extreme way and they 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 really have their life kind of focused around crystals and what crystals do. I, I was given crystals a couple of times and, and I was told when you get it, you have to like cleanse it first and you have to do something to make it uh um have your like
0: activated
1: yeah like activating it yeah so you have to like um I I forgot exactly what you did you put it in salt water or something and then you let it sit in the sun for 24 hours or something like that and then you have to hold it and meditate with it and then that way it gets attuned to your vibrations because everything in the new age is vibrations and frequencies. And you you get it attuned to your vibration or your frequency. And then it's going to actually work for you. This is all this is all occult kind of thinking.
0: This is thinking yeah. kind occult. Of And I feel like it's super mainstream because I'm thinking about so, you know, I have a jewelry store and I'm always like looking at new um, different designs here and there. Mm -hmm. And I and sometimes I'll follow like other jewelry designers. And I've been seeing a lot of people who are making jewelry with crystals and like. Um, they are like, oh, you can buy, like I did this to this crystal and you can buy it and you wear it as a necklace or these Mm. can be earrings and this, this and that. And I feel like that's just such a like subtle, like, oh, it's, it's not really, I mean, it's, I prayed over or whatever they do over it. And I had to like unfollow some people because it just made me, you know, like it just didn't feel right in my spirit. Something was just off about it. Mm. So I just unfollowed them. But I feel like that is very mainstream yeah you mean they were saying that this these crystals would do
1: certain things for you
0: yeah like they would um like this one girl that i followed specifically she had um a bunch of crystals and she would put wire around them and make like wire necklaces or wire um earrings and she would talk about she'd come on instagram live and just talk about this crystal does this this crystal does that and if you need this in your life this is what you need to do here's a necklace and you just wear your necklace Mm -hmm. um and it'll help you with x y and z right that's very that's very that's totally new age
1: yeah, because yeah. there's nothing wrong, you know, sometimes I talk about this and someone will say, well, you know, someone gave me this necklace with a crystal in it, sh- you know, should I throw it away <laughs> you know, should yeah. you ask me to wear it? And it's like, no, you can wear it uh, because it's pretty, you know, and it's a right, necklace right. and you're just wearing it, you know, as a necklace, the, you know, it's the, it's the belief that it's going to actually do something that is wrong, you know, so right. if you have a crystal, um in a, in a piece of jewelry and you're just wearing it because it's pretty, that's fine. It's these ideas, you know, don't buy into these ideas that these crystals have powers, that they can actually do something for you.
0: Don't worry, we're still not done this discussion, so keep listening for part three. Thank you for listening to Make It Known with Mal. I hope you enjoyed and learned something new. Make It Known with Mal is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and iHeartRadio. So if this was a beneficial episode for you, wherever you're listening, make sure you subscribe, rate, review, and share with your friends. If you take a picture listening, make sure you tag, make it known with Mal on Instagram, and I'll repost it. I'm currently accepting applications for sponsors. Also, if you're receiving value from this podcast, please consider becoming a Patreon for as low as $3 a month. Find out more on my website, www.makeitknownwithmau.com. You can also find merch and a list of all the freebies that are available. Thanks again for listening and have a good rest of your day. Also, ask yourself if the whole world was listening, what would you say? Don't forget to make it known.